0: The Christian Andriacchio case was prematurely closed by authorities, but many questions remain. Come behind the curtain and follow private investigator Sheila Waisaki as she uncovers the truth about what happened to Christian. This is Without Warning. Warning, the following episode contains elements that are graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised.
1: This episode will be a short one since it's being released on Thanksgiving. I will be wrapping up the conversation between Ray and myself, answering your questions. On the last episode, Ray updated us on the Department of Justice and the election. I will give you a short update today since the episode was turned in a week earlier, so things may have changed a little bit. The Department of Justice resolution was voted on November 5th. Mayor Percy Bland signed it November 12th. No, I don't know why it took him so long to sign the resolution. You will have to reach out to him, call or text him, and ask him directly. Ray was promised by Mayor Percy Bland a copy of the letter, but didn't receive one until... The Justice for Christian members started to contact Mayor Percy Bland. Bravo to the members who advocated for Ray. Now, the next little bit of information will make you shake your head. Mayor Percy Bland and his administration put a stamp on the three letters and mailed them. Yes, a stamp. No, they did not certify the letters. The most watched letters coming out of Meridian, maybe ever, and he didn't certify them. No, I don't know why they wouldn't certify the letters. You will have to once again reach out to Mayor Percy Bland yourself. The election update is simple. They are working on going through the boxes as I record. Beyond that, I don't have any information. I will put updates on Without Warning YouTube channel. On this episode, I will finish my conversation with Ray and the questions you have asked. If your question wasn't answered, feel free to post it on Facebook and I'll get to it. Things are never as they seem. When you get the rest of the story and all the evidence, reality is usually different from the smoke and mirrors of incomplete information. Why would the case file be incomplete? Why leave out critical information? Ray and I talk about a few gaping holes in the case file. Let's jump in to my conversation with Ray. Josh and I have talked about the text messages recently. While the text messages, the 5 to 15 text messages that are allegedly suicidal coming from Christian are going on, There's a break in between that, that his employee at the boat basically is texting his girlfriend to find out what she was doing that night.
2: Yeah, it threw us for a loop for a little while because we thought that he had another girlfriend. And so we was trying to find the girl to see what, because we thought it was Christian talking to the girl. And then when we did locate her, you know, she told us that that was, I was talking to my boyfriend that worked with Christian and he was using his phone. And then we verified it with the boyfriend and he said, yeah, you know, he said, yeah, I was, you know, he had been using his phone.
1: Let's review this. Christian is allegedly in a manic state texting suicidal messages to Whitley. He then stops, gives his phone to an employee on the boat who starts texting his girlfriend about the plans she has for the evening, and then the employee gives the phone back to Christian to continue on his alleged manic state. Remember... Christian is on a tugboat in a leadership role and he is going to let his employees see alleged suicidal texts. I think not. His employee would be obligated to tell the captain about the text messages and Christian would lose the respect of his employees and potentially
2: his job. There was also... I noticed somebody sent me a screenshot of, I think, Eddie Miller, or somebody, you know, talking about, you know, that Christian was psych- uh, psychotic and that he was obviously had, you know, a lot of issues and that he was very obsessive because he could, he would sit there and call Whitley back to back to back. Well, that didn't have anything to do with, when he was calling her back to back to back, you know, honestly, we thought the same thing when we first got the phone records and everything. It was like, you know, he's sitting there calling her over and over again. And, you know, when he was doing that, it didn't have anything to do with him being mad at her or, you know, whatever it was because he was trying to sell his motorcycle. And he tells the guy Well, my ex, the guy was wanting to come get the motorcycle immediately while he was on the boat, and he told him, so, well, my ex has a key to the apartment. Let me get in touch with her, and she can go into the apartment and give you the key to the motorcycle. I mean, he even calls Whitley, his ex. So he starts calling Whitley and calling and calling because the guy is telling him if he doesn't have... If he can't get the motorcycle by a certain time that day, then the deal's off. He's not going to buy the motorcycle. So Christian is sitting there calling her back to back to back because he's trying to get her so that she can go get the key to this motorcycle. So, you know, again, it's one of those deals where everything is not what it seems a lot of times when it comes to text messages and phone records.
1: The messages that were redacted that tell the rest of the story will be released and talked about in December when I examine the last two known people with Christian, Dylan and Whitley. Why would Jim Hood, the Attorney General, release an incomplete file? The good news, we have the information, and I'm happy to share it with you so you can get the full picture and make up your own mind. Agreed. Very much so. And one thing I want to point out, I think it's interesting that I've read comments about Christian having a locator on Whitley's phone, knowing where she is. When I think about my own family, even the people I work with, I've got locators on investigators and friends just for safety reasons. I don't think it's that unusual, is my point, to have a locator on someone's phone.
2: Well, and what they're failing to mention is she had a locator on him. I mean, it was the 360 thing, Life360. It's not like he had installed some secret tracking device. It was Life360 that most families who share a phone plan have. I mean, I have I'll it on all, you know, my family. Uh, I mean, I used to have it on Christian. Christian, Alexa, you know, because whoever's in your family, your plan, you can put them on that Y360 so you can keep up where everybody is. Like I said, it's for safety. Uh, You know, when you have a a daughter who's, you know, out at night, you want to know if something happened where she is. So it wasn't like he had secretly place this tracking device on her phone. It was just a standard Life360 app. And she knew where he was just as well as she was. Well, and it goes back to the thing of, you know, I want to talk about Whitley. So that y'all don't think I'm some psycho mother and Christian with some psycho boyfriend. You know, I want y'all to understand where some of this was coming from. And, you know, they agreed that Whitley had got by pretty likely that Nothing really too much has been said about her. And, you know, after we talk, I give them some walk around and tell them, you know, all the different things that had happened and, you know, all the different. I said, you know, I know y'all have read text messages and seen text messages that's out there. I said, but what you're not understanding is they have redacted all the text messages that make Whitley look bad. All the messages where she lists off all the people she's had sex with while she's been dating Christian, not in her life, just while she's been dating Christian. And so I think it would be normal for any 20-year-old who's on a boat for 30 days to want to know where his girlfriend is because she's cheating on him all the time and she's told him that she's cheating on him. I don't really find that very unreasonable.
1: Listeners are stunned by two words that keep coming out of Cassie Coleman's administration the words, new evidence. The question I get more than any other is what constitutes new evidence? My opinion is that is a phrase that Cassie Coleman and her administration came up with for voters so she could get a pass. The reality is listeners, voters, and citizens in Meridian are smarter than she must think because they're not buying it. I've seen some of the memes so it's become a joke. It would be funny except this is about someone who is dead. With Cassie admitting it was staged, botched investigation, isn't that new evidence?
2: Well, I mean in my opinion there's all kind of new evidence. So I mean I, I think that the lady at the apartment who says that she heard the gunshot around 1230, that's definitely new evidence and blows their story completely out of the water. The MT backing up the level of river that what Arden says, which again aligns with the lady saying she heard the gunshot around 12, 1230. Since they seem to think that they've never heard the guy's statement on the boat, Well, then you could say that's new evidence. person at the apartment who they say that they've never heard that either. Seeing someone come out of two guys by the apartment, that's new evidence. So, I mean, it just goes on and on. They would send the DNA to be tested. And if they get a ballistics report, that would even be possibly more new evidence. So, I mean, they can walk into a grand jury right now, tomorrow and get them indicted without a problem. So my point is you don't need new
1: evidence. The old evidence is enough to get a grand jury indictment if you do your job.
2: Then, and then on top of that, there is no statute that says that you have to have new evidence. You can take anything back to a grand jury. That's just something she came up with. And Jim Hood, when he somebody kind of cornered him on it, he admitted that she could take it back to the grand jury at any time. Yeah, it's, so
1: one of the questions that came up is now that he's going to be out of office,
2: do you want to work with the new AG? I mean, I would love to meet with her, and yeah, I would love that. Uh, the only problem I see, possibly, is that Cassie is Republican, and she's Republican. So I don't know if politics will get in the way, but I would love to try and meet with her. Whether or not she will, I don't know. We will definitely try to reach out to her and try and meet with her. Did Dylan or Whitley attend the funeral? Whitley did not. Dylan, they say, was at the graveside service. Um, he did not, I don't think, come to the church. I did not see him at all. I don't quite frankly believe he was there, but there have been a few people who say that he was at the cemetery. Okay, and then did
1: Dylan or Whitley reach out to you after Christian's death?
2: No not at all. How long after Christian's death did Whitley move? Well, I mean, you know, she bounced around. She's always just kind of bounced around. I mean, she at one point, she didn't move for a while. She was here for a couple years. Then she dated some guy, and I want to say they briefly moved to Chicago maybe or somewhere she wasn't gone very long then she came back then she moved to somewhere like maybe in Alabama that didn't last long then she came back then she moved down to the beach with a boyfriend you know typically it's with some guy that she would be with and she moved down to the beach and was living with two guys actually that was from up here uh, up at Delwood and that's where she pretty much she stayed there for I would say a good six nine months and then from there went to Key West.
1: Melissa McCarthy was the host on Crime Watch Daily. Melissa McCarthy, she and I talked about Whitley, and when they did Crime Watch Daily, Whitley wrote her saying that she had to move out of Meridian because of Crime Watch Daily. Was she already
2: gone by that time? No. No. When Crime Watch Daily came out, she was working as a waitress in at um, Outback or somewhere. Because I remember Errington went down there and left her his card and told her if she ever wanted to talk to, uh, just call him. And he thought that he, he told us that and thought that meant he really did something big. And I thought, well, now I mean, if you'd gone down there and made her come down to the police station and questioned her, maybe, but not just leave a call, the card would say we you want to talk to him. He, he told us that he couldn't make her talk to him. So do you believe Crime Watch Daily is what? she moved? I mean, I think that she probably eventually left because she did get so much, you know, backlash from crime Watch and the people. She ended up leaving that job because people would go in to the restaurant and would specifically say, I don't want her serving me. She moved. She kind of jumped around with jobs a little bit there because, you know, quite frankly, nobody wanted her working for them because... The public in general. But I, I think, I don't think she went to Key West from there. I think she, that's when she went down to the beach, went down to the coast. So when was the last time you saw Whitley? Actually, in person? Yeah. Oh gosh, I don't know. Like years. I've never seen Whitley. I've only seen Whitley in person probably two or three times since Christian died. I mean, I saw her. Now I'm not counting the times like she was out on the boat at the lake, you know, like from a distance. But like I saw her I would say no more than three times since in in total. Since Christian died because we just don't you know we don't travel in the same <laughs> circles I guess you'd say right and then what about Dylan when was the last time you saw him I actually I actually have never seen Dylan since um, Christian died interesting you know he hid out at his mother's house for years I mean not to say that he didn't come out some, but again I just didn't I pretty much go from work to home and I guess he pretty much stayed at home or, or around I I I've never, I've never seen him. Now, Josh has seen him several times at the store and Todd had run into him at the store and, and, you know, up from our house. I never stopped at that store. I, I don't, I quit going to that store once all that happened. And of course, Alexa sees him, sees both of them more than anybody.
1: What about their families? Did Whitley's family or Dylan's family reach out
2: to you? no. I've never spoken to Dylan's family. I've only spoken to Whitley's mother once, and that was while, you know, when she was first started dating Christian.
1: Thanksgiving is a very hard holiday for my clients. Please remember them in your thoughts today. Thank you for listening and being an advocate for Christian. I will continue the conversation with bonus episodes on my Patreon page, Without Warning. Please go to WithoutWarningPodcast.com and buy a t shirt and show your support to Christian Andreacchio.
0: Christian's family gives their full permission for any and all details to be shared and hope that the truth will come out. If you know anything at all, call 1-888-599-0008 or email tips at If you or someone you know is dealing with suicidal ideation or is actively thinking about taking their life, please call the National Suicide Hotline at one 800 273 Eight two five five. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, join Patreon today. Without warning, executive director, executive producer, and host Sheila Waisaki, mix and mastering by Resonant Recording, and announcer Tim Evans.